Well, good morning, Colorado Front Range, Arizona, and beyond. This is not the Colorado Front Range News Hour. This is the Patriot Patriot Radio News Hour. Excuse me, get my my tongue squared away there. And no, this is not a replay. This is Tuesday edition, July 6, 2021. Thanks for joining us this morning. The boss man is away for another day. Uh, I think he'll be back tomorrow. I know that's what we said Friday, uh, but you get the uh, fill-ins again. Brian, this is Brian and Jason here in uh, Colorado filling in for Joe. So I hope everyone had a good Independence Day weekend. Considering what's left of our uh, liberties, our God-given liberties, I should say, Uh, nice, decent weather here in Colorado. I'm sure it's warm in Arizona. It looks like we missed a national day on Sunday sidewalk egg frying day and something tells me that was probably applicable for you folks down there in uh, the valley of the sun arizona so uh uh with that aside uh patriot trading group is the reason for this show is the show our toll-free number 800-951-0592 legal lawful constitutional and biblical money for thousands of years gold and silver We've been getting it into your hands to add some heft to your portfolio. Uh, loyal, satisfied customers, and we appreciate every single one of you. Right, Jason? Absolutely. Yeah, we uh, we got, we got to have a good show today, Brian. And and there's we love our customers, we love our listeners. Um, uh, Brian and I, Joe's uh, Joe's like Brian and I. We uh, he, he's here for most of his shows. He doesn't like to have uh, a day off. Uh, he's he's Feeling a little under the weather today. Uh, it's interesting. I had my wedding anniversary last Wednesday. Took a day off, and uh, I didn't, actually didn't really enjoy my day my day off because I wasn't feeling too good. And then, uh, of course, the, uh, the the sewage explosion of KHNC happened that day. That the one day I take off. And uh, but it's, it's, it's funny, Brian. It's kind of the reverse. I had a really good, refreshing weekend. Uh, I'm glad that we took uh, we took the the holiday off from Monday. You know, the extra, took the extra day. I know that you were super extra busy on your end, and and Joe started feeling a lot of the weather yesterday. But I feel refreshed and good, so so I'm I'm glad to have the extra day. We're going to talk a little bit about Independence Day on this show, but uh, that's what's good about having a couple of guys, Brian. When one guy's down, hopefully the other guy can pick up the slack, which is what we're doing today. Yep, that was uh, that was Joe's Joe's plan three years ago, and uh, hopefully it's uh, par- at least partially serving what his uh, intentions were. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like at least my efforts yesterday lined up with what yesterday's National Day one of them was, and that's National Workaholics Day. So I, I at least I at least li- lived up that one. So for whatever that's worth, National Workaholics Day. I mean, yeah, I mean I, I don't. Every time Brian reads these days of the week, I always I have to sit there and try to wrap my brain around it. A workaholic, I mean, addicted to work. Is, there, is, is that really such a thing, Brian, or is it just, uh, hey, I need to make I need to make uh, my corner of the world work better, and I need to make sure that I put as much effort into making it work? I mean, is that, is, I don't know. Is that an addiction? Yeah, well, it, maybe it's an addiction knowing what the radio station needs, and you know the the. the specifics were the streaming was having issues and here's one of those where you know we're paying a company the patriots paying a company the station is to uh to provide this web streaming service well it's interesting when the web streaming service decides we're going to upgrade things regardless of how it breaks things on our end uh that's that gives a whole new meaning to that word service 
you know, there, there's a list, right? Postal service. Uh, you know what happens when uh, you, you're getting your livestock bred? That's also called a service, which I think is more uh, appropriate to the new meaning of uh, the new interpretation of the word service. You know, we talk about other words uh, that have changed, had their meanings changed over the over the decades, and I think service is just one of those. Well, and I was talking over the weekend with, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I've moved to this neighborhood late last year, so I'm still meeting neighbors and uh, making new friends. And I had a guy that uh, he's a he's a, one of our gold customers in our neighborhood. But I was talking to him. We, we were talking about, you know, hey, when I, when I bought homes, you know, years ago, he's talking whatever, 20 years ago or 25 years ago and then 15 and then 10 years ago. And he talked about, just like you said, Brian's service, he talked about the builders, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about homes uh, here later in the show. But uh, he said, yeah, the builders, they used to be such your friend. They really wanted to please make sure you got the house you wanted. Uh, if they hadn't built the house already, they, they'd ask you, hey, what paint do you want? What kind of counters? You know, try to really build the house as, as much as they could within their parameters and make this the home that you want. And now you go to sign a contract on a house, and uh, even if the house isn't built, it's like, this is the precise model we're building. We will not alter it. This is the price. We're doing nothing differently. Even if you're willing to pay the money, you know, hey, I'll, I'll pay. I'll put more money down. I'll, I'll sign an ironclad guarantee. I'm going to buy the house. You, you can make all the guarantees you want, Brian. And they're like, no, this is what we're going to build here. If you don't like this one, here's the next one over, and we're building this one this specific way. And uh, it, it shows uh, Brian the strain of what's going on. We're we're going to talk a little bit about this stuff. Uh, I was watching some. Uh, Watching a lot of financial news over the weekend, uh, Danielle uh, DiMartino, something someone that uh, Joe listens to. I, I was listening to a few others, uh, Michael, Michael Invests, and and uh, we we got some tricky stuff going on. We got a lot of guys that think that uh, this is the economic pieces and how they fit together, Brian. And why is it that every time a new crash or a new economic strain comes on the horizon, you got these guys that they know, hey, based off. What I see, this this is what's going to happen. This this is what you know, but we don't control this. There's a system in place, right, Brian? There's these these giants that pull the levers and 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 make things happen. They're not going to make things happen the same way every time. They're always going to make it be a little different so that people are are off their game. And the so-called experts, when they're wrong, they they go hide and their, their voices get smaller because guys like Joe and ourselves, we're trying to warn you and and, and help you get into something solid like gold and silver to to protect yourself. And uh, they want they want us to prognosticate and make predictions and be wrong when they crash the next time, so that we you know, those voices get a little quieter, right, Brian? Yeah, that's right. I just want to remind. I said something on Friday. I want to reemphasize that point. Is it's interesting how those that talk down gold and silver and real assets, uh, just, just just that, Jason. When when things uh, go different than what they say, they, they kind of their lips kind of get tight, don't they? Exactly. Hey, we'll talk about that stuff. Got a gold special coming up, 800-951-0592, Arizona, Colorado. I'll be right back. Welcome back, and yes, good morning, Patriot Radio News Hour. What is that god-awful noise? Well, that's coming from the Colorado duo, Jason Bryan, filling in for Joe today, if you happen to miss the last, uh, last segment. But uh, stay tuned. We'll, we'll uh, hopefully have, uh, <laughs> have some worthy, worthy information and conversation for you to listen to this morning. Yeah, I got a couple things, Brian. Let me let me start into this. Um, if you listen to this show, you listen to the Colorado Front Range News Hour, or, or 
go to 1360khnc.com and listen to Colorado's show here, our radio station that we're on. Uh, by the way, if you're in Arizona, you obviously you got tuned into 1010, but uh, you could always go to 1360khnc.com and listen. We got some, you know, we got a lot of cool commercials and and local uh, local flair here that you might be interested in. Uh, Brian, I've been listening. So there's, you know, we had coronavirus last year. We had the flash crash in the markets in March and April, and then it came back. I mean, I'm looking at the markets today, and the, the Dow is currently down about 335 points at 34,450. But it, I mean, it's up 34,450. That's a, that's a huge number. You know, oh man, you know, but we're recovering. You know, the coronavirus is behind us. It's all over with. That's what they keep telling you. It's all over with, uh, and it's not over with. This. The coronavirus, uh, housing debacles, uh, 9-11 incidents, these are, these are emergencies that are there to mask what's actually going on. And uh, it, the Ponzi scheme, that's the Federal Reserve System, is, is weakening and weakening. And there's going to have to be some sort of a change. Money is an idea. And all you have to do is change the idea of the money. You know, and they, they'll do their magic trick, and the TV will tell you it will mesmerize most of the world. And uh, it'll keep on going the way it's going. I, Brian, I, I, I thought we'd have a massive crash coming late this year, early next year, and I keep you know I watch it like everybody else does. But I don't see massive crash. You know, end of the economy in America, going down the toilet in two or three years or five years. I think that uh, just like coronavirus is a, a weapon of fear against the population, I think the the whole. You know, what's going to happen to these up and down markets? They, they use the fear of the next market crash against us, and it's going to go up and down. It's, it's meant to steal from us and to give to, to those, those that be, the powers that be, the Federal Reserve System, the, uh, the, the government-controlled uh, world that we're in. That government, those governments are controlled by these bankers. So, Brian, when I'm watching a lot of these prognosticators that are like-minded, like us, like Joe, like you and me, you know, a lot of them are saying, hey, later this year, things are going to go crazy. Early next year, things are going to go crazy. Man, it's going to, it's, this market's going to get crashed, smashed and crashed. I, I, don't believe, I really kind of don't believe that anymore, Brian. I, I believe that uh, the, the, this, this roller coaster ride that we're on is just going to keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. And we're going to get uh, gradually over time a lower standard of living until Americans eventually accept a quasi-slave state of, of a socialist government, which they call democracy. And uh, I'm, I'm going to give uh, an example of, of currently, you know, uh, w- what's going on, Brian, you know, and, and why, I th- why I keep believing that, yeah, there's going to be a crash in the market, but it ain't going to be. It's going to be temporary. It'll be severe uh, for a while, and then they'll just bring it back. Because, Brian, if you control what people think through your media – and your government, and you control the money, who gets paid what, really you, you can kind of control the whole narrative of, of how bad it is or how good it is, right? Well, that's right. Um, and, and I don't want to refer back to that uh, documentary, The Inside Job. Now, you know, it's not about 9-11. This, this is about the, the, the market crash in 2007, 2008. The very end of that documentary, I think 2010 is when that was uh, first, first came out. It, it on the screen. I don't think it's a person talking. It's just in text. Nothing has changed. The terminology has changed, uh, but but basically the the big banks, 
I don't know if it goes as far as saying the central banks, but it goes the big banks are on course, Wall Street to do the exact same thing because they've not changed a single thing. They just made they've given the illusion that they've changed things and that they've fixed fixed things. But uh, you know, I, I don't know if the Federal Reserve or or who it is, Wall Street that gets credit for coming up with all these terms, kind of like in Batman. Where does he get all those wonderful toys? Yes. Where do they get all these wonderful terms that they that they keep reterming, relabeling the same thing over and over? And it's orchestrated and it's timed to have these up and down roller coaster rides. And and I I don't think uh, like Sanford and Son, you know, you know, uh, uh, the old man Sanford, he's always uh, every time something bad happened. Right. He got a little stressed. He held his hand to his heart, and he says, I'm coming to join you, honey. Oh, the big one is coming. But it never did come, did it, Brian? But, boy, did, did he get dramatic and scream and holler about the big one coming. And that's, I think, on our side, Brian, uh, a more conservative view on things. I think that's what, uh, if you look at economics the way it's supposed to function, these are easy predictions to make. But since the system's controlled, they can give you the illusion of this next big crash, and then they can still steal from you. So let me let me give an example. Uh, if you've heard of Blackstone, BlackRock, these big property companies, they come in and they just buy everything. Uh, I bought my new home uh, late October, and it was I think it was less than thirty days, but maybe just you know over a month, less than a month, over a month. Fannie Mae came and bought that bought that mortgage. Now. When you buy a home and, you're, and, and you, don't, you don't own the house outright, you have a mortgage, and the powers that be, they don't look at it that you own it. They own it. You're kind of leasing to own, or you're just, you're, you're just a, a sharecropper. You're just, you're just there to, to take care of it for them and pay the taxes. You know, Hey, they own it, but you pay the taxes on it. You fix the house up. You take care of the property. While uh, the, the, uh, the mortgage, you know, whoever owns that mortgage, they really are the ones that own it. So... A lot of the news, if you're, if you're one of those guys that looks all over the place, you listen to Joe and other guys, you hear a lot of guys saying, oh, there's a housing crash, man. The housing crash is coming. Yep, the housing crash is coming. Uh, I'm here to say I, I don't see it. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I do think there's going to be a strain on the pricing of houses. But like Blackstone and BlackRock, these these property companies, when the uh, – when the mortgage crisis happened, and, all, and everyone, and all these foreclosures, and all these bankrupt people, and it was, it was, you know, apocalypse, and let's go quantitative easing and bail out the big banks because uh, you know all, all these companies, large and small, are smaller than the big players. Well, Black, Blackstone was buying all the properties after the crash, buying it, buying it, buying it, buying it, buying it, but just buying tons of houses. Man, did they do good because they got all the houses at the bottom. And now look at the housing prices, right, Brian? They're, they're exploding. Well, guess what Blackstone is doing right now, Brian? Take, take, just see if you can, you know, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot, but t- take a guess what their position is right now. I have no idea. They're, I don't even want to guess. They're buying houses now. So tell me, if you're a big, uh, important property-buying company and you just got done making a, a killing off buying houses after the last crash, why would you buy them now if all the prognosticators are saying, well, the, the, it's really horrible, man. Things are bad. We're going to have a housing crash. Unless it's, unless, unless it's set up to do it just a repeat, different actors, different technology, different days, same, same script. Right, but they're buying before, Brian. So if there's going to be a yeah. crash coming and there's going to be a crash, you don't buy a high 
and sell low. You have to buy low and sell high. So if they're buying all these properties, Brian, there's no way, there's no way that we're going to have a housing crash. So I'm looking at the timing of things. Uh, on our show, if you haven't listened to uh, the Colorado Front Range News Hour, Brian, how many times have you heard me say uh, we may have a housing price crash, but it, it'll happen in a way that, that your, your price, your house could actually go up. Let's just say you have a half-million-dollar house, and uh, during this really next market crunch, let's just say the, uh, the Dow goes down 10,000, 20,000 points, and there's economic stress, and people are getting kicked out of their homes because that can happen. But your house, your house price goes up fifty grand. Ah, oh, hey, you know my half million dollar house is now five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. My house went up ten ten percent. That's pretty good. I mean, things are bad, but things are all right. But if a loaf of bread goes from three dollars to six dollars, the house, the price of the house went up. Great, but really, you're not really doing all that. That's kind of a house price crunch or a crash because inflation is here. And it can inflate the prices and keep the price of your home up. Brian, what I'm thinking is is, is uh, these, these big companies are buying up all these homes because I don't think this inflation is going to stop soon. And so when, when inflation is going to keep on running, you get into hard assets and property is another hard asset. It's not as good as gold in my mind, but it's, it's, it's something that holds value. And I think the, the haves and the have-nots are being determined right now. So one of the things I said, Brian, was in the future – to, to, to knock people out of their home ownership because they don't want they don't want us to own property they don't even want us to own their, the mortgages anymore. I said, well, gonna, technically we don't, right? Yeah, so technically, technically we, we don't. Pay off our mortgage. We, all we hold is a certificate of title. Title still held by the each county, I believe. Correct. But correct. And, and over the last bunch of years, Brian, what do we what do we have that that, that stops the government? We have up the debt ceiling. Oh, the debt ceiling. Well, one of these times, because they, they make it seem like the biggest emergency, and then and nothing happens. All, they come to some agreement in Congress, and then it's over with. One of these times, this debt ceiling is going to get hit. They're going to make it a real emergency. They want you to be afraid of it because at one of these days, the, you know, it's, it's going to be bad. And I think what one of their solutions is going to be, well, we have to pay our debt. America always pays its obligations, Brian, and I think a, a federal property tax is, is in the make. To so-called uh, pay, everyone's got to pay their part to fix this next economic mess. And, and get get this. Get, I'm going to give you a few pieces of information. I was listening to Danielle uh, DiMartino. DiMartino Booth. Yeah, yeah and she, and she was she was making some really good uh, observations. I'm going to tie a few things together. Uh, they just pushed forbearance back to July 31st. So. So if you if you you got your free rent and and, and whatever going on, they they they're gonna give you another month. Hey, you can, now it's July thirty first. You can just keep, quit paying your mortgage. And there's there's people well, that have kind of like kind of like the COVID voluntary lockdown. Just kick it out another month, another thirty days. Kick the can down the road. But they're not gonna keep doing it, Brian. This is this is one of those things where they're gonna they're gonna. I think they t- they'll time this to a pre- very precise point. So let me give you a few, few pieces of information that I think is going to point very strongly that something's getting ready to happen. And, and all the players in Washington, D.C. are doing their jobs just fine. Trump, Janet Yellen, Biden, all these guys. I'm, I'm getting to the point where I think that this is like an orchestra and they all play their instrument. Um, so July 31st, that's the, uh, the end of forbearance, unless they decide to push it another month, like you said, Brian. Guess what else happens July 31st? You, you, you'll never guess, Brian. Guess what happens July 31st? Mm. 
That is the debt ceiling. We had our next debt ceiling, July 31st. Uh, Trump is the one that negotiated the, the last one, which uh, was uh, July 31st is when they came in you know, for 2019. They, they did it for two more years. Let's, let's push it two more years. Coincidentally, that's after the new president came in. Okay, so he pushed in. And Trump did something else. He, uh, he added a bunch. He added like $600 billion to it, like, like a cushion. It was kind of, you know, you know, we're giving free money to everybody, right? There's a cushion. So essentially the government spends about $50 billion a week, give or take, right? That's, that's kind of what it takes to run the country and, you know, collect taxes and spend. But we're, 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 we're hemorrhaging $50 billion a week is kind of an average. So on July 31st, there'll be a debt ceiling we're going to hit. Now, from, from July 4th holiday, which was uh, Sunday, to July 31st, Congress only has nine days in session. Only nine more days. And then they go into their break. Their break starts in August, and they won't have another day where they actually vote on anything until September 20th. That's the next day that our Congress will actually be uh, actually voting on anything. Okay? And this little cushion that, that Trump gave to uh, Janet Yellen's happy, you know, she's going to be really happy that there's that cushion there because they're going to talk about how we, how are we supposed to, they can't sell debt. You can't sell debt when you had the debt ceiling. So this is why the Fed, you know, they're going to talk about how you're going to be really angry and crazy about this whole thing. Oh, we got to do something, the debt ceiling. You know, we need to sell more debt. Well, forbearance ends on July 31st. The debt ceiling is July 31st. Congress is done. They have nine more days this month and they're done. But there's that cushion there, and $50 billion a week, that gives you, what, about 12 weeks, right, with that six, $600 billion. That'll put you right about September 20th. So why do I get the feeling that we're going to have uh, July, uh, the end of July? So we have all of August, all of September. Why do I feel, have a feeling they're going to beat that debt ceiling drum for two months into us? And it's a, it's, it's, it's a financial emergency, and we got to do something. And, and where, where's it going to end up, Brian? I, I I think we're going to start seeing some real financial stress coming this year. I'll cover a little more of this on the way back uh, in from the break. Stay tuned. This is the Patriot Trading News Hour. You got the Colorado Friends News Hour running the show. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Second half of the Patriot Radio News Hour on a Tuesday, July 6th. Thanks for being here, Joe. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, you're stuck with the backup crew. Brian and Jason on this. Uh, uh, this is interesting. International Kissing Day. I'm surprised that <laughs> still in place after after what the world went through last year and is still going through. Uh, how about National Fried Chicken Day? We'll take that one instead, Jason. Why do I get the feeling someone's going to come up with a lip condom the next time coronavirus rears its ugly head? <laughs> I've seen some of those wacky products come out since coronavirus. You know, hey, you got to make a buck even during a pandemic, right? And uh, so let me finish a little bit what I was talking about. Um, uh, I'll, I'll shorten it down, and I'm going to give you the, the, simple, the simple response of what I'm talking about. You've got a large property, large property giants buying up tons of houses before a so-called cr- crash is coming. You got massive inflation that's rolling through here that's making the prices of everything go up. So as a property a property buying company, you you wait till the crash happens, then you buy. So why is Blackstone buying billions and billions of dollars for the homes and other other 
real estate giants buying tons right now because they must they must know something's happening to want to buy instead of sell. So I was talking about forbearance. I was talking about the debt ceiling. I'm talking about how that seems like they're timing something. We need to add, you know, we need to add one more month. We need to add June to forbearance. Then we get to the end of June. Oh, we need another month. We need, we need, we need another month. We'll go to, to July for forbearance. Forbearance. These people are building a twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars in rent. You know, it, it, it's just that's just the way it is. And when and when Trump signed. Uh, on uh, March 13th last year, the uh, the emergency for the, for the uh, the pandemic, he opened the checkbooks of all these governors to just start taking in free money to fix things, and and now they're openly admitting, like in California, they're taking a whole bunch of that money that they got, and they're uh, they're well, they're, we're just going to pay all the forbearance for these poor people. You know, we 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 want to make sure they stay in their homes. Well, Brian, how does that make you feel that? Uh, the, uh, all these people weren't paying their mortgages and their and their rent there in California, and now they're taking their piece of the government money, and they're just going to pay. They're going to pay their uh, uh, people they couldn't pay their rent. They're just going to pay, pay that off for them. But I don't think that's happening in Colorado. What, what do you think of that? That makes me very uh, think about Independence Day in a much different light as a property owner. And yes, I, and I and I get when people are in tough times and they're. They're getting some slack, but uh, at the expense of the property owner, property ownership. That's that's obviously been on the been on the Dow decline. That's no longer uh, that's no longer something that uh, you know that that actually promotes independence, and uh, the controllers can't have that. So they want to wipe out home ownership, Brian. They want to wipe out home ownership. They don't want us to own houses, and that's kind of what I'm getting at here. Uh, there's 800,000 uh, retired people uh, in their 60s, 70s, and 80s, even into their 90s. They're behind on their rent. There's 140,000 homes that are in forbearance of some state, which means they owe more than just the monthly rent. Uh, and they keep pushing and pushing the ball to, to a certain timing. Like I said, the debt ceiling is the end of this month, uh, but there's some extra money sitting in the pot. So uh, when, when Congress decides to take their uh, two-month vacation, that's all the news is going to talk about. Oh, there's this emergency, the emergency looming. The, the government's going to shut down, who knows, September 10th or August 20th, whatever it is. That day, they'll just keep pounding the drum. But it's going to mean something here soon. And why do I get the feeling, Brian, that uh, this is like bowling? Anyone's going to a bowling alley? They have the little reset button. You know, you, you bowl, and there's reset buttons. So the, the last crash, you know, you got the, the 10 pins up there. You throw the ball, and you knock out eight of them, right? But instead of taking the second ball, wiping the whole thing out, because they never wipe the whole thing out. They just, they just want to wipe out all the suckers in their minds. You hit the reset button and you set up ten more pins so you can knock down more because you can only knock down two more pins, right, Brian? You don't want to just knock down t- two pins. You hit the reset button now you got a fresh set of ten pins to knock out, and it, it really seems that they're resetting the table to wipe out more Americans, to wipe out uh, more people's assets and, and uh, their standard of living, and get people used to not owning homes, not owning cars, not owning anything. And this is why gold and silver is so important. It used to be that you put your money in the bank account and got interest. You don't get that anymore, right, Brian? Tell you what they, they do tell you you can own. You can own stocks. You can oh, own boy. Bitcoin. You can own crypto, whatever we want to call it. If it's currency or crypto assets, you can own all this uh, stuff that don't worry about where it's at physically. And I get the technology. It, it's it's a it's great, great idea, but uh, there, there's always some, some aspect of control of those things. 
Yeah, Brian, I get the feeling when this this next market turbulence happens, I think there's going to be a lot of big big guys in the market. They're going to sell. They're going to sell stock, and I think they're going to buy property. I, th- you know, and and what they're basically telling this, for our radio audience, if you're listening, this is what they're telling you. Take whatever money you have in the market or any other place you have it hidden, and get it in hard assets. You don't have to go buy another home. You don't have to buy a rental property. You know, there's a lot of a lot of time and energy. Uh, that you have to exhume and, and property taxes and everything. If you want to go buy more property, go for it. That it's it's going to be a better place to park money. I think you know when everybody says uh, on our end, housing uh, there's going to be a housing crisis and housing prices are, are going to crash. I really don't think so, Brian. I don't think so. You don't have big time players buying this stuff up in the middle of what's going on. Is a, is a financial rental and, and a homeowner apocalypse that get, that looks like it's going to happen. Our housing price is going to go down. Maybe they go down a little bit, but do you buy a house for a half million dollars? It goes down to let's just say four hundred fifty thousand dollars. You get like a ten percent haircut, but then when the so-called emergency ends, and it'll it'll end fast. These emergencies are happening. I mean, look, last year with coronavirus, we had a thirty-five percent drop in the markets in March and April, and they came back before before the election. So. The powers that be, the big money, they know where to put their money. If they're putting it in, in property, you better believe, you listen to this show, gold and silver superior to this. The prices of gold and silver are suppressed the way it is, but they, ha- they, have, to, they have to let that steam go, Brian. It has to, they can't control it. At some point, you know, if, they, if, they do, if they manipulate too much, enough of the, uh, the pinheads that are watching Fox News and CNN and all this garbage on TV – and watching uh, their their smartphone tell them what to do. I mean, enough of those guys will wake up for a minute, look around, and, and, and figure it out. So they they've got to they got to play. Yeah, they are tap dance just enough, right, to, to keep people asleep. And uh, I, I really believe if if if, uh, how, if the big guys are buying houses, uh, Brian, this it's this is this 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 is a clear sign of gold and silver blowing up in the next year and in the next five years and in, in the next decade. You're gonna. People, you guys are going to see gold at $25,000 now. It's, I think it's going to be this decade, and it's not a good thing. You're going to be happy you own it, but it's not. It's, you're not going to get rich off it when a loaf of bread is $25, right, Brian? Yeah, just to back that up, rents soared 22% in the last year and a half since January 2020. Uh, Laguna Beach, California condo prices, and maybe that's cherry-picking, up almost 300% since July of, of last year, a year ago. And you can control a housing crash, Brian, by doing what California did. You have an emergency. What's the next emergency, folks? I just said it. Debt ceiling. And and really what, what seems like an emergency to us is not the emergency economically that they're telling you on the news. Hey, the next time there's, a, there's an economic emergency, Biden will be like, okay, we'll work with Republicans. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna throw a whole bunch of money out there so that what so that New York can pay off all their forbearance, you know, so those those eastern seaboard states can can save their states so we don't have Detroit up and down the eastern seaboard at the cost of what hardworking Americans in Colorado and Wyoming, conservative states see 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 how they're manipulating us all into so there's gonna be no middle class. This is how you get through the next debt ceiling. This is how you get through the next coronavirus. This is how you protect your assets when. Uh, the powers that be are, are are doing crazy stuff and inflating with fake money. Uh, 
I am, I'm convinced at this point that every single thing that's going on with our economy in this country and essentially all all industrialized nations on on this planet is is a complete controlled show. And we just turn the TV on and watch what they're doing as we slowly uh, lose our standard of living day after day. So if you want one of those coins, you uh, you want to you want to solidify your situation. I'd rather be a lord than a peasant. And the only way to become a lord is to own property and to own gold and silver. Uh, I'm not saying I want to be a big, rich guy and look down on the little people, but uh, there's a small opportunity in the next couple of years that maybe you can build your your lordship by buying gold and silver because the middle class and the business class will be wiped out. You're not going to see small businesses anymore. This this next wave, this next crash that's coming, and I believe these crashes are going to come one after another every single year. Crash, crash, crash! It's just going to keep on happening. Not like as big as '08, but but stuff that's just going to continually steal your hard-earned uh, money and and everything that you worked for. And uh, to, the the best way to do it is to listen to these shows like this. Uh, buy gold and silver. Be smart about what where you where you place your assets. Uh, you can do that with us calling eight hundred nine five one. 0592. That number one last time is 800-951-0592. The price on that gold piece, uh, independently certified and graded by PCGS or NGC, 2215 bucks. We sold out on the MN State 64s over the weekend, which shows you we, uh, we're still selling some high quality coins and people are picking them up and, and, uh, and, and buying them up. So, uh, I got uh, Brian working on the uh, the stream here. I got about a minute here. I was going to play a little bit about Independence Day. Uh, I got this guy, Mark Dice, that he'll do the man on the street kind of thing about how people really don't, they don't understand Independence Day. Uh, but let's listen and walk around uh, in, in California and see if, what they know about Independence Day. You know, you know, in, you know, free country, free of the bankers, free of their financial control and their religious control. Uh, well, you know, who cares about that anymore? Celebrating Fourth of July? Yes, I do. And what do we celebrate on the Fourth of July? Um, Independence. What started it? I'm not too sure. No. Long time ago, history class, fifth grade, they they said something started this whole Fourth of July celebration. Yeah, nobody knows anything about American history anymore. We do. 